0: What is going on boys and girls ladies and gentlemen of all ages we are here xp share episode 12 what is good we got the usual juice Wayne up top kyle i keep going the wrong way kyle's back <laughs> with us today and we are joined today by the one and only rue how you doing boys living, what's man? good
1: we all
2: chilling, living, man. chilling good old yeah.
0: good old Reeling sunday
1: that DJ pre-show that touched my soul. Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
2: I, I was oh, glad yeah. to be of service, guys. Always glad for you guys. I feel, anything?
0: I feel lifted. I am lifted. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got a great show for you guys today. Um, Rue wanted to bring him on for a while now. FPS connoisseur, the proiest of gamers a
1: guru even
0: a guru <laughs> hey i've been
1: referred to
3: as the guru I <laughs>
0: yo i like that actually <laughs> mm-hmm. so um without further ado we're just gonna let rue just kind of splurge about his amazing career that he's been through
3: yeah tell us so, about uh, yourself yeah i'd love to i love talking about myself so uh <laughs> You know, I, uh, I'm a reformed console player, started out in Apex Legends uh, as my first professional game. I did compete in Call of Duty back in the day. Um, game battles, MLG circuit, small stuff like that. Um, definitely made a, a buck or two there, but uh, overall nothing really popped off. No, no, no team signings, no uh, no autographs yet. Mm-hmm. Um, t- took a little break from gaming, played some Overwatch, moved into Fortnite when it released. I think everyone kind of did. And uh, Fortnite was a good time, but uh, I personally dislike third person uh shooters uh to a degree that I can't put into words without getting completely suspended from the internet. And uh, <laughs> so as soon as Fortnite was uh kind of drying up for me, I heard about this new shooter Apex. I joined on the second day of its release, I believe it was September 2019, and uh, from there, man, it's pretty much uh. Just uh, it's all history, you know what I mean? Like we uh, we hit the ground running, uh, fried pretty much everyone in my way on console. As soon as ranked came out, Apex Predator back to back to back. Um, started uh, told my girlfriend give me a year. She was working two jobs at the time to make sure I could full time game. And uh, you know I told her give me a year. I'm a post content for the first time in my life. A lot of people refer to me as like an over uh, an offline warrior, if you will. I, I never <laughs> really posted anything. Had no social media presence whatsoever. Still pretty much don't. Um, and, uh, you know, I told her, give me a year. And about eight months in, a team called Gang, a couple of awesome guys, Fiasco, Shape2, and Odin. They hit me up on, uh, off of Instagram posts and uh, said, hey, man, we want to play with you in the ALGS. It's been announced. It's PC only. And uh, so I hit up a buddy of mine in Oregon. He let me buy a PC real cheap, talking $600, six payments of $100. And uh, you know he he shipped that bad boy out to me, and uh, I played with the controller for the first couple of tournaments, and then uh, took took a little time off of Apex, played uh, mouse and keyboard on uh, a Valorant beta back when it was in closed beta or whatever. I didn't remember and, that. And uh, basically, as soon as I uh, got the grips of mouse and keyboard to any any competent level, I was itching to get back to Apex. So from there, we're. Uh, you know, been mouse and keyboard now for I guess uh, almost three years. Uh, I would say officially giving it a good go at things for two and a half years. Uh, aim training, mechanics training, videos, such such things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, we competed uh, for from season through two, all the way to season twelve uh, in Apex. And then uh, you know, after almost seven thousand hours in the game, my my heart gave out and uh, i just couldn't i couldn't do it anymore i i needed a change um also i think the environment itself in apex kind of changed for the for the worse in in my eyes that is that's a, a good lot statement
2: of, and uh, <laughs> i
3: tr- i try not to be mean about it but uh, you know I, I i could write a ted talk on why respawn shouldn't be allowed to make another game if they're attached to ea but hey here we are <laughs> and, uh, but uh but yeah and, then, and now uh,
0: we're counter strike 2 gamers huh yeah.
3: yeah. Well, you know, Counter Strike. Uh, I've never touched it until about three months ago. Um, and if I had earlier in my life, I probably would never play a different game. But uh, I mean, before Counter Strike, it was. Uh, I mean, I got a little list here just to make sure I actually had everything written down. So, uh, so after Apex, I went into Gundam Evolution. I competed. Uh, you could say professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a huge, wasn't a huge scene yet. But we we're a top seven team in the world for the time that I competed um went into Overwatch 2 after Gundam uh then Titanfall 2 I played the entire Doom franchise uh on stream uh moved into Quake Champions after that for the PVP aspect of it uh got my got my butt kicked around by some people older than my parents uh <laughs> di- then moved moved into Diabotical, which is another arena uh shooter beautiful game um Doesn't have a huge support system behind it with the player base. Um, Basically, you're looking at like Quake Live, Diabotical, and Quake Champions all sharing the same like 1500 players, realistically. (laughs) They're all all like hardcore AFPS players. They don't like anything else. And if you go into their servers, they will teach you a thing or two while raising three kids. Um, Battlefield 5, I played 2042, and then I pretty much have finally landed on CS as a game I'm going to fully commit to. Uh, in terms of like my skill and improvement um right. yeah here we are so cs2 released you know like right as i get into cs so yeah, right? um pretty pretty great timing in my opinion but uh still a lot of things to learn so
0: yeah wow that's a, that's a lot of a lot of that i didn't even know of
2: jesus yeah same uh not much you played so many games in that, like on that level as well oh yeah it's I mean,
0: everywhere
3: you know, the, that's the beautiful thing about mouse and keyboard, man. Like, you don't you don't have to rely on the game's engine and the software within it to uh, to really dictate your play style. You know, once you have that yeah. mouse control down, you know, I can play Cyberpunk at the same level I played Apex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. frying NPCs. <laughs> like, so, um, you know, it, once you develop the aim mechanics and uh, the mouse control, you can really just kind of play anything you want. And it's, uh you know, it's just all natural skill at that point and all just kind of it allows you to have a lot of skill expression i think is what's important sure
0: sure yeah so how was how was the transition for you between um i guess apex and quake going into a tactical shooter like cs
3: sure um so i think the hardest transition was probably apex to to gundam for me um apex i was in a a really big community everyone kind of knew me knew of me uh, had a lot of friends, you know, stream was popping, you know, like, it, you know, everything was going good. I swapped games to Gundam, and I think we all know how it goes when you're known for <laughs> one game, and then you swap to a different game. Yeah. You know, some people disappear, community kind of gets a little quieter around you. Um, I'm also not the biggest anime person, and uh, spoiler alert, if you're not into anime, Gundam is not your game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you will not make a lot of friends. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, I basically went from like buttloads of friends around me to like kind of feeling like I was on an island. I got pretty depressed, major burnout. Had to take like a month or two, or a month off of gaming completely. Just did not, did not mentally handle that well, but I think it made me stronger in the long run. Um, swapping away from Gundam really helped me. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I may have gone from Gundam to maybe Battlefield 5, if I'm not mistaken, or Battlefield 5 to Gundam. I can't remember, but, um, but I know that going to the Battlefield scene and, and reconnecting with a lot of people that I kind of was uh, acquaintances with via the Apex scene really helped, so. But, uh, I mean, the Quake the Quake transition into CS, I mean, CS is, not you know, Attack Shooter is nothing like any of those other games that I've played. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think I'm so in that, like, like the process of developing mouse control and working on my mechanics, like, once you hit such a high level in certain games, like, you kind of start having to look for things to work on instead of just mastering those skills you already have, and I think that adding a lot of those new counter strafing uh, surf, B hop mechanics, even though it's source engine, it's still um, very much different overall, like just the timing of things, map scent, uh map control, game sense, all these different things that you have to put into just like not only just shooting your the enemy right like. It's, it's almost like you're expected to get the kill in CS, but you have to get that kill by doing other things besides just aiming at their head. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I think it's important to note that the best aimers in the game of all time have never been the number one player in the game ever. So um, it just comes down to a lot of different things. So I think that that really invigorates my brain to, like, to like get better every day. I have things to work on. I have this checklist of goals. Which really helps me as a person.
0: What? Mm-hmm. Well, well mm. uh, so what's your MMR right now on CS2?
3: Oh, MMR CS2 wise, so like you know, I I like to say I soloed the, to essentially global in CS:GO. Um, unfortunately, during my time of solo queuing the rank system, I uh, CS2 was released, and then anyone that gave a crap about anything CS rank wise, they went to CS2. I felt major input delay and a lot of problems within the game itself during the beta, so I kind of stayed on CSGO, which uh, allowed me to fight basically cheaters and uh, just scum lords of the game all day long instead of people that cared. I'd get a lot of griefers, a lot of people that just kind of wanted to goof around and have fun in ranked when I was trying to win, so uh, it kind of stalled my progress really hard, but right now in CS2 I think I'm 7800 Premier, but I haven't played a single game since my placements, so... I know that I can hit 10,000 without any doubt. And then uh, from there, it's kind of a question mark as to how far I can go as a solo queue. But uh, the game is definitely team-oriented, but I'm just someone that enjoys playing by myself a lot of the time and just working on what I need to work on without the pressure of those around me.
0: Hell yeah. I feel that. That's one thing I I can't really get into is... (laughs) I can't play an FPS solo anymore. I just... nope can't do it so hard
1: it's about the it's about the social aspect for me man i i used to be uh i used to be a huge huge comp player um if i you know i'm kind of the same way you're talking about with cs and valorant if i really like head down put myself into valorant played ranked or comp or whatever i could end up you know fucking real high on that leaderboard whatever else but i had a moment when I was working my way through that back when the game came out where I was like, I was like, I'm just not having fun doing this. And ever since then, it's all social for me. Can't do it
3: anymore. I mean, if you're not having fun, there's no sense in doing it, in my opinion. You know, like I said, a lot of my fun comes from seeing my own improvements. But yeah, there is definitely an aspect of me that's like, hey, if you join a team like, you know, just looking for a team and then someone like invites you. How much are you going to be able to hold up your end right now? As, oh yeah, like, a newer player to see yet? Like these are people that have been playing CS like ha- over half my life. Like, yeah, since like I've, you know so many yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I haven't touched the game until three months ago, and these guys are like, yeah, I got I got twelve thousand hours. I've been playing like since nineteen ninety four. Like like it's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's like it's a whole different level of it. It's like Quake, really. Like like, but Quake is such a one v one aspect that. Uh, you just get you'll just get dominated in in an entirely different humbling way than any other game. But uh, with CS, I just want to make sure that I can be as good of a teammate as I can be when I need to be. And I think that by solo queuing it really helps me isolate those problems. So
0: Yeah. True that. Yeah, my my biggest thing is usually when it comes to FPSs in a group setting, I'm <laughs> I'm usually not the strongest player. So I'm just like <laughs> I'm playing with it, like when it comes to CS2, playing with guys like five, six K MMR and comp, and I'm just sitting here like, "Yo, I'm unranked. Yeah. I'm going yeah. three and ten on the bottom of the board right now. Like, I don't know what you guys want me to do."
1: Yeah, GD's I hold- like, I just figured out how to take the safety off. What the
2: fuck are y'all <laughs> yeah, talking about?
0: Like, I could hold this angle all day, but there's no chance I'm gonna get a kill. Like, you guys, yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's why what I all- you guys got this. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, that's what's so interesting about, like, like I've obviously, as a solo queue person, like, I've met those people that are similar to what you're describing. And, like, I think it's really important to just reinstill the confidence into them. Like, hey, like, you're having a bad game. We don't care. Like, there's ways that we can play around someone not doing the greatest and still have good outcomes. Like, for example, like, you know, you always hear the term baiting in CS. Like, baiting, I think, is a term that is a pretty big blanket term that people use to just kind of. Lots of times it's like, you know, have someone walk out or like, especially if you're solo queue, like if you're, if you don't know how your teammates play and then like you see someone like get killed near you, you're like, okay, well that guy died from here, like noted for myself. But like, if you have someone talking and they're bottom of the leaderboard and they're like, man, I'm just not having a good game. Like, you know, you can tell them, hey, like you need to entry, like just go in first. I will be right behind you. As soon as, as soon as you die, I'm trading your kill. Boom. Four feet, four v 4 we've gotten the worst player off of our team out in a positive way for the team and now it's more than likely we can make something happen with that which is super fun to like try and implement on the go with randoms you know so you just got to make sure they stay confident man the the worse they feel the worse they're going to play and like a lot of times you know you get these toxic individuals that are like man you got two kills like what are you doing like and and that just it never helps anyone man you got to be positive you know, like, yeah. you just have to stay positive in, in the game, and unfortunately, CS isn't the most positive community. It's like League. It's like if you like if someone booted up League for the first time and, like, went bot lane with some character that doesn't go bot lane, like, there's no way someone in chat is not gonna be like, hey, you're a fucking idiot, like, and then you know, then they're already like, hating the new game they're trying to learn, so you just gotta stay
0: positive. My, my shittiest thing is, like, especially when it comes to tactical shooters, uh, like CS and um, some, I mean, sometimes Apex. Like I, I'll, I'll try to fucking IGL sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. In a- aspects of CS2, it's like I'm sitting here calling. All right, let's let's five man A. Let's fucking split. Let's just play for picks, whatever. And then five rounds in, I'm sitting at the bottom of the leaderboard, and some little shitbags going like, "Why the fuck are we listening to a guy is going blah blah yeah. blah blah blah?" I'm like. <laughs> Cause we're winning rounds. Like, I I don't, I don't know what my KD has to do with us winning rounds. Like I don't. And then at that point, I'm just like, yup. Yeah. Just mute, play your own game, whatever. Yeah sit here and bottom frag I yes
3: that's the number one thing that happens right like as soon as someone's toxic they're muted and then like boom there's a line of communication completely gone from both ends right like mm-hmm. it just doesn't help anyone not to mention if anyone's talking about kd and cs like yeah. they don't even know what they're yeah, talking about either true. like no yeah. it's it's, it's, yeah. it's about winning rounds that's it. yeah
0: it literally happens every time like i, I i'll go in confident yeah i want to play some cs2 blah, blah blah making calls whatever and then round five or six yo this guy's negative why the fuck we listen to him like all right well don't listen yeah. to me i mean you're you're the one going fucking you're the one going to towards fucking outside nuke while we're all rushing through a lobby like yeah like oh, you're I da- mean
3: <laughs> you know it's always like okay well you don't want to listen to me let's hear your plans right and then as long as the team wants to listen to that guy's plans then like we can pass the IGL over. Like, that's fine. You know, like, yeah. and I think IGLing obviously has different levels to it. Like in apex, I was considered an IGL fragger because like I could pretty much, I'm an IGL, but I, I'm also more than happy to go in and fry somebody. Um, if I need to, but uh, in CS, like I'll IGL occasionally, I try and let the more experienced players talk a lot because oft- oftentimes, like I said, they've been playing for years, um, which it really speaks to volume that, like, I'm three months in playing with these guys that have been playing for years, like, yeah, I think it's wild. But, uh, you know, like, they, they may have a plan, they may see something that I don't see right in the situation, and me offering them the opportunity to IGL oftentimes lead me to learning something that I can use later on, so I think that's normally the most helpful thing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as they have a plan, if they're just shit-talking, I mean, like, yeah, bozo behavior, mute. But, like, you know if they uh if they as long as they have a plan that's seemingly better than mine and everyone's willing to go along with it, I think it works out fine, yeah. you know? plus you know changing things up every round is good, you know I might have three plays total that I know about on a map, and you know once we exhaust those three, it's kind of like the other team might be an early read, they're like no one's a main, you know they're probably going mid to split underpass and then b apartments like yeah. and then you know it starts to become a little readable and. That's the fun thing about it man it's like it's like a chess f p s player uh game you know what i mean like it, it, there's so many tiny aspects to take take into account that um I could see myself being entertained with it for years now, just still learning still improving so
0: that's great um
2: yeah there's there's nothing like knowing that that perfect smoke or that you know that 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 perfect lineup that's going to really set such a team up for, for success as well which is why it, ma- it makes sense that you say it's not necessarily about just aim you know it's, it's about understanding how the game works yeah and really i mean i i will say that when i when i first started playing cs i don't know a couple couple years ago i was terrible at shooting but i was that guy that I always say like at the beginning of the round I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna throw this nade, or, or I'll start off with that nade, and, and and teammates always appreciate it. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. At least he knows how to like block off this spot. You know, he may he may not yeah. be able to shoot for shit, but he can block this window for us. You know, and exactly. give us the ability you know to, to, to you know to get some some sort of map control.
3: Yeah, it feels really good to be like like first couple rounds kind of go rough, and then someone's like, man, anyone know market smoke? And you'll be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, perfect. And then, boom! Here's a smoke grenade for you, straight from his, straight from his wallet. You know, yeah. like, well, hit that thing, <laughs> like, please. And then we win that round because you know, there's there's one less important area to look at. You know, it's it's so much to it, man. There, yeah. uh, there really is. So, I sure. love that about sure.
0: it. So, tell us about your uh, current current experience as far as what you're what you think is a best and worst thing about cs2 right now i know it's it's kind of a mess uh <laughs> want well, to get your thoughts
3: well you know it's hard for me to look at something and really consider it a mess when it's brand new and like like i said a game that's been csgo was out for 11 years and like people are like calling this game trash like less than a month into its official release i'm like like what what are we talking about here like Like, you know, you hear the smarter people saying, like, CSGO's release was way worse than this, and look at how beautiful the game, you know, became. And I think that's super important to hang on to. But, you know, for me, I think the best thing about it is just, like, a lot of old players are kind of refreshed with this. Like, even though it's not a major change, there's no, not, like, seven new maps, here's a new gun. Like, there's not a huge amount of content. But, like, I know that about a month before the game release, I was, you know, just, like, hanging out in some comp lobbies, talking in chat like I normally do, and just, like, typing to the enemy. And I was like, so, are we excited about CS2? And this guy with, like, 11,000 hours was like, fuck, yes. Like, <laughs> please. Like, I've been playing this game for so long. Please bring out another game. So I think that's really cool. Um, but obviously, like, from a from a, I guess, a development standpoint, like, the smoke changes are really... Um, yeah. Just... Like oh, so I, I don't cool. know, I, I don't know another game that's done volumetric smoke. I'm sure like some some uh, some giga chads in the chat might be able to rattle off some names, <laughs> but but like I have no idea like that. Like it's just so cool to see um, something so interactive and like yeah, you get a little bit of FPS loss and yeah, but you got to think about like GPUs in five years, they're not gonna feel this. You're gonna be 300 FPS all the time again. It's still yeah. a super yeah. o- super optimized game fucking Apex Legends released in 2019 with the same server tick rate as Quake 3 which released <laughs> yeah. <I> in <think> 1993 if <laughs> I'm not mistaken so you know like we're talking 20 tick servers on Apex Legends when when most games are you know 64 tick, 128 tick like feeling better. So I think that overall like the game itself has so many positives it's impossible to to even release like all of like even think of them right now but uh as far as negatives go um i mean obviously like i would probably say like just the fact that there isn't an invasive anti-cheat yet in in, in cs like i i need a vanguard to take over my system like a kernel level anti-cheat is what i mentioned for like yeah i uh, i don't have any the reason i've hit Premier 7800 and then haven't played anymore is because i just don't care to play cheaters like that's the that's where you're getting most of the cheaters because there's a leaderboard now now there's a reason for them to actually grind as a cheater and uh you know like before it was just kind of like yeah you'd get cheaters here and there and like yeah they sucked and whatever but there there was nothing displaying their skill level if you will besides that little badge they could see in their lobby but like um now there's like a global leaderboard and i just don't it's hard for me to get the the motivation to grind that if i know that i might you know you're getting like one out of three lobbies with wall hackers right now like it's a it's a problem like yeah and if you got walls and it's funny people call me a cheater and stuff like every now and then because like I, I just fry people and i have a newer account and i mean it's it's a pretty valid complaint i guess um i've been called cheater across many a game just
0: put your but, profile uh, on, <laughs> on private <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just I, I put, I literally have some info about my previous FPS experience, and people still will just like call me a cheater, and I'm like, bro, like, what, cheat? Why? Like, like don't, don't disgrace my my work like this, like.
0: Yeah, right. But
3: um, you know, like I've been called cheater across Battlefield, Titanfall, Apex, even people called me cheater occasionally, like, and uh you know, but in CS, man, like it's a, uh, it's just a really bad problem, like it's a. Uh, very much a real issue in the game yeah,
2: yeah um, i can imagine
3: i uh yeah. i think i kind of forgot how where i was leading with that initially but uh <laughs> but yeah oh I actually oh, i was saying that if i had cheats i wouldn't drop a game like there's no way like you would, yeah, not, right? you would not you would not win a round against me if i had wall hacks i would be calling everything perfect like and these people they're, they're, you can tell they're very bad at games when they cheat they're just staring oh at God, walls yeah. lining things up like just walking out boop headshot and like you're like oh yeah for sure dude
0: <laughs> yeah, like you
3: can't counter strafe and you ran into the wall by accident trying to defuse but yeah you hit that shot dog <laughs> like you know
0: it's actually yeah. kind of funny i was um it, it's funny you talk about uh you talked about earlier how aiming isn't like the biggest thing in cs at all and actually it just goes to show i actually watched a 2v2 uh between two pros and just two random person two random people with cheats and the cheaters they went through a round of aimbot a round of wall hacks and then a round of both and they got shit on both times and the only close game was the one where they had both aimbot and wall hacks so it's like yep. as long as you know how like your game sense on cs2 is going to
1: like
3: outwin everything yeah yeah that's that's for real
1: they just had a they had a situation and i think it was game changers or some qualifier tournament for valorant where some team got disqualified because someone was caught using cheats and the funny thing is is that team ended up losing zero 0-2 to a team in their last match it just got absolutely shit on and it's like everyone that was in that game, they're like, "Wow, I never would have guessed because we shit on them so hard." Yeah. <laughs> I, they I, were, they I were like, like, "It's I not was even was close. close." Like,
3: <laughs> I think it was Mal. Are you referring to Malibu from the VCT women's scene? If I'm not, yeah,
1: from right? the the Newt Newt team yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah, Newt Newt. That's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. That was crazy. I saw man. a
3: little bit about that, and yeah, I mean, it, wait, was that the whole it,
0: debacle where like they were saying that? a guy played for her or something like that or is that something else
3: i think that may have been something else i think that's something else Boyfriend
0: played it played it for her oh no no that was an apex i was gonna gonna say that sounds like
3: oh that sounds like an old apex problem because like there was one there was a girl early on that got uh, i guess community shunned out of existence um, (laughs) because all of her clips were from her boyfriend and then uh
2: (laughs) oh no yeah
3: and then uh, i don't remember her name thank god she's not she doesn't need to be remembered but um <laughs> yeah i think there was something like that in the women's tournament as well like uh with uh, something like that i don't know it, it, you know there's there's lots of things they could put in place to kind of help that and but they they never will yeah they want exactly. that scene to prosper as quickly as possible so
0: Every, everybody's still confused on um god i just I had her name and I just forgot the chick who um who uh went to the Cod Invitational or whatever for Beta and everybody Nadia Nadia there you go that chick God, Yeah everybody so still
3: I can't so she, stand her ass She got rolled in that fucking invitational <laughs> yeah, she's awful <laughs> brother
1: she's awful and now she's trying to turn that that cheating shit she's trying to like She's bringing it up on her own now because her numbers are dropping, and so she's trying to like bait people into coming back to watch her. And it's like you are so untalented and so like unentertaining yeah. that <laughs> you you can't even pull people in with the fucking with the cheating bait, bro. Like, yeah, I it's mean, just it's crazy. So what people get up there these days?
3: I feel like it's a story as old as time at this point in the gaming industry. You know what I mean? Like, you got you got someone VPNing to get on bot lobbies farming their KD up in in a 2 year span their KD goes from a 1.1 1. 1 to a 4.7 or whatever the hell she had uh she doesn't think anyone can find that out she gets invited to a tournament because she's doing so well she gets raffle stomped into the fucking ground by everyone that's <laughs> actually good at the game and then everyone's like oh so that that was valid and people stop yeah. paying attention to her um <laughs> And uh and now she's if I'm not mistaken, the last thing I saw about her was she was pretty upset she didn't get invited to the to the new cod invitational or something. Yep. And I'm like, Well I mean like <laughs> you know you're allowed to make whatever content you want in life and stuff. But like when the only thing you've posted content related is in a bikini in the last six months, I don't think they have to invite you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, if you're not doing cod content anymore, like why would they invite you and you shit on the game? Every chance you get, you talk shit about it yep. all the time.
1: Like, well, that's like, it, that's like fucking doc and, and Nick and all those people yeah. that used to be big on cod. And now they're like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And it's like, on one hand, i mean there's a bunch of reasons why right it's like you talk shit about the game every single opportunity you get half of you don't stream the game anymore uh you spread shit that's not even real about the game especially in terms of like doc he's just that i used to have respect for that man because he worked in the industry and he he made himself from nothing in the streaming sphere with a really unique idea and then he became hateful his his take started just being wrong and i'm like man the downfall is crazy but i mean all those people are out here like i'm not gonna play call of duty and and nick uh, i get nick's a little bit more even though i think nick is just as fucked up and bad because of all of the shit that he took in terms of like the the politics around his skin getting removed so you know fuck him who cares what a piece of shit but at the same (laughs) time you know he's you know he's like well i just you know the way they treated me i'm not gonna do that they don't want me there and you know what that's cool you read the room i'll give you bonus points nobody wants you there you're right but for doc he's like he's like this you know they don't want me there and it's because the game's shit and they don't want me telling everyone and it's like no you're just fucking awful and nobody wants you anywhere bro (laughs) yeah
3: i mean uh you know doc's downfall is definitely evident when it was an nft game releasing Yup. yeah exactly (laughs) i was just about to say that like Uh, go fucking work
0: on your own game dude i mean i'll still watch like
3: his 30 second reaction clips sometimes you know because like i think i think funny is funny i think we can give anyone credit for being funny in the moment without having to take super like you know personal traits out and like say why you hate them or love them or what have you i think i real recognize real if you're funny you're funny so like in moments, yeah. like in his clips, I enjoy his funny clips. Um, yeah. you know, Nick, Nick, it hurts a little bit towards like, towards my younger self, I guess to see, yeah. that's his, Tim uh, for me,
1: man. Yeah. Like
3: to see him just not involved with Cod at all anymore. Like, I don't care about the politics stuff as much. It's more like, I just remember growing up and watching him like this, like in my, <laughs> in my room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. like grinding all day. Yeah. Like he's like, Oh, what's this 117th game battles today? Yep. Yeah. Like, Listen. And then, like I, you know, yeah. I, I just, I'll always remember that Nick mostly because, like, he's, he's all to me, he hasn't really changed too, too, too much. Now, I will say, money's definitely a big part. I don't really love the phase aspect of him, if you will. Like, I don't think any, I don't think anything phase is that great yeah. in my opinion. There's about eight of people, eight people in phase that I could probably say are pretty good at, at um, you know, being humans and stuff like that. But, you know, most of them are outshadowed by you know the boom squad or whatever the hell like you know just insert name and then squad or or whatever and then you know they they popping off but you know it definitely it definitely sucks to see cod in the way it is i think uh i think the biggest issue right now about cod is kind of like across the board for the fps environment which is just like everyone is really focused on the bag now not yep. not grinding for for the love of the game or the mechanics or Or improving or or just even having that ego like man i'm about to crush this team i want to beat this team like now it's all about the bag and like trying to be the best they can and i think the gaming companies are really catering to a lot of uh casual player bases that use two thumbsticks um you know i think that zero
2: paddles just just thumbsticks they
3: just uh there's a lot of uh in the FPS scene, at least, there's a lot of reasons to not love the games that most people do if you're on mouse and keyboard now. I think uh, there's not a game that I can think of besides CS that is, I guess, Quake. But like I said, there's about 1,500 people there uh, that really caters towards the, the, the computer side of things, the PC experience. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, so. you're someone who's been around the whole fps scene in general controller pc what do you what do you think uh i don't want to say objectively obviously but um what what do you you say yeah what what do you think about (laughs) just what they're going through with games being geared towards ranked as opposed to being geared towards casual
3: well obviously I think there's like a really fine line that companies have to meet there, right? Like you don't want to make it so competitive and so much of a learning curve that everyone that tries the game hates it within the first day. I'm looking at Diabolical here. I'm looking at Quake Champions. Like there's a lot of, like those games do not give more like 600 players at best. Okay, I was about to say uh <laughs> 1,500 might be an exaggeration even. But um, yeah. Like, Quake Champions, like, for we're t- me and my buddies in chat were talking about it the other day. Like, you go into Quake Champions, and if you want to learn, like, about what you can do, they have a book, like, on the, the main home screen that you click on, and it's basically, like, copy-pasted from the code of the game. Like, there, there is no, like, there's no video tutorials, there's no... But, like, Quake is some of the most in-depth movement of any game. Like you you get yeah. you get so many different styles of movement and mechanics and and is pretty much the same way. like there's no real um, there's no like stepping stones into getting better. you're You're gonna load that game up, you're gonna get someone be hopping past you, he's gonna three tap you, and you're gonna be like, "What just happened?" And then it's gonna repeat over and over and over again. So you can get too competitive to where like the game is just pain. But then you can get too casual where the skill floor is much higher than it needs to be. And then the skill gap is almost non-existent and the skill ceiling is low. And I'm looking at COD for that. I'm realistically (laughs) looking at Apex nowadays for that as well. Apex is probably one of the hardest FPS games to play. um, If you want to improve and get better and slay a lobby, if you will. Um, The Battle Royale aspect of that adds a lot to that difficulty. But, I mean, any game that is auto-rotation aim assist is going to 100% be um, an extreme pain point for mouse and keyboard players to try and compete. I mean, when it comes to auto-rotation being an aim assist, um, so like auto-rotation as a software analyzes frame by frame the movement of the enemy player from an engine level. Like, which I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't analyze frame by frame in real time. I, it's <laughs> no, kind of hard to do that. And we'll adjust. The, so like, if someone's strafing to the left, or I guess, uh, yeah, to the left, and then they take one step to the right, auto-rotation will correct that for the player instantaneously. Like, Like, um, there's, a, there's a post from my buddy um, on Twitter. His name's Lobotomy. I say my buddy. I've bought some stuff from him. I know him. He's an acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but he uh, he's very um he he went to school for i believe neurology um so he understands like the brain to to hand like like uh, interaction and reaction speeds uh really in depth and he put a post out one day explaining that auto rotation instantaneously um adjusts your aim but meanwhile it takes us 35 ms to even react to for your brain to even connect to your eyes to react to something that you've taken 200 ms to react to on average and then it takes another 35 ms to go from your eyes to your hand or from your brain to your hand to do it he's like objectively speaking you know auto rotation isn't human you know like it's yeah. it's inorganic and so you got cod i believe Fortnite had one of the most egregious aim assist settings I've ever seen in a That's game true. for a long time. The the left trigger tapping to, eight, to aim lock on. Um, I think that, you know, I think games that just Im- incorporate these types of uh, software, like, uh, they, just, they just don't allow for um, true skill to shine, in my opinion. They try and put everyone near the same level, um, but, uh, that's, that's unhealthy for a game as well. Um, yeah, there's a I believe Skump said it. He said, like, the old, in old CODs, you had to be a good gunny, you know, like you had to have good aim, you had to actually like, be good with the, the gun skill. And then they had a throwback Black Ops 2 tournament not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, and uh, I don't know if sucked. y'all saw those awesome. clips, but uh, those were professional players with yep. championships. Uh, these yep. like these weren't like jack and jill just got off from an eight to five shift and then like cranked up with a with a messed up analog these were professional top of the line players that have multiple wins on a on a world base like on a world basis like that were unable to connect shots like at all you see the tendencies you see the bad habits that new aim assist creates And I think mm-hmm. if it continues down that line, I think it's going to be really problematic, not only for mouse and keyboard players, but for controller players. They don't understand how much it's taking away from their own abilities. Like, like yeah. they're not actually even playing the game as indefinitely as they used to. It's almost playing itself if you put them within the crosshair. Like, And, and I don't think that's a, I think that's a problem.
1: Yeah. I was playing Modern Warfare 3's beta today. It just opened up on PS4 and 5 for everyone to play there. Um and being on the PS5, I wasn't about to hook up my fucking keyboard and mouse, so I picked up a controller for the first time since, like, OG Modern Warfare 2. That aim assist? Absurd, man. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I... It, it disgusted me. It really did. And I definitely think that, as it goes... I mean, we have a bunch of people that are always going to fight to the death. They're going to die on the hill where they say something along the lines of like oh, it's not that bad. You just need to get better. But, you know, people that are always going to stick up for dumb shit like that. But in my mind, when you have professional players in some of these games literally moving from keyboard and mouse over to controller just so that they can take advantage of that aim assist, whether they'll admit it or not, it's a problem. It's absolutely a problem. And the thing is, is even if you're doing it to cater to casual players at that point, you're catering to the most casual of players, because it's the people that are playing with the controller on a console. But yeah. what about the casual players on PC? Are they just fucked? You know, it, it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense, even in its original intended use case. It, yeah. I, just, I, I don't understand it. I think that people on a controller should have to use their peripherals to their greatest ability, just like someone would on a keyboard and mouse. Because yeah. it's, you know, obviously you have more degrees of freedom with a mouse than you would with a controller, but I think that people, when when they look at a controller player for a long time, they saw that, you know, you see that degree of freedom change, and you're like, oh, well, well, the mouse has such an advantage, but I I think you're underestimating what you can do with a controller. I mean, I've seen some people turn aim assist off on controllers and just absolutely fucking, you know, just annihilate people, and... It, I think it's more so an issue that people don't want to put in the work, and so someone along the way came up with a with a flawed system, and it just stuck. And I think it's awful. It really is awful. Yeah, yeah
3: I it's so funny yeah. to
2: me. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's devil's advocate because I love this. I love this argument for a second. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because when console players were playing on console in 2012, PC players were dogging anyone who used a controller anybody who used thumbsticks you're you're the scum of the earth you're dog shit you'll never be on our level and then the second the second that cross plat lobbies were created the whole narrative just shifted all of a sudden now (laughs) all of a sudden now it's it's, it's, it's it's the opposite. Nick Mergs and and fucking Aiden won a couple of Fortnite tournaments, and then it was like, wait a minute, we gotta stop this shit immediately, guys. <laughs> like, wait, what? Wait, I'm. I just I I gotta know. I mean, I re, I re, I clearly remember people just in my ear, PC Master Race, PC Master Race, PC Master oh, Race, PC Master Race, hundred percent every <laughs> what day. I've been a PC Master Race, PC Master. Whatever <laughs> happened to that? Oh, I think that, that I that used to be a thing. I think that at, at base that's
1: true. And we've seen that be true. I mean, cause there was a period there where people had, you know, keyboard and mouse and and controllers in the same lobbies, and there wasn't aim assist. And if well, if there was aim assist, it wasn't very good. And these controller players are getting shit on. 100 percent And I, I think there's a there's a number of things that go into that. Like I think the first thing is that we'd never really come to terms with that because think about where the skill ceiling for each thing sits, right? You've got a skill ceiling for people playing with a keyboard and mouse, which is just naturally going to be way higher than skill ceiling for people using controllers because good performance on a controller is not good enough to keep up with a keyboard and mouse. You have to do better, but for people playing solely on controllers in a in an echo chamber there, you're fine. You know, it, it's controller versus controller COD lobbies. That's what you're dealing with. I think the other thing is that in trying to manufacture the solution to that without making people do all the extra work, I think they went too far. I think they shot way too far in one direction and and just essentially they were like, "Hey, so let's give these people like kinda aimbot and And maybe that was intentional at first. maybe it wasn't, but I, I think that they overtuned it, and it just kind of stuck that way, and now people are used to it, and you take it away, and then people that are used to it are like, "Well, this game sucks. I can't hit anybody." And everyone's too afraid to tell them that that's because they're bad, not because the game is weird or different in some way or bad or you know whatever. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I, yeah I, I, I'd, I'd yeah, I think I, I would alter the 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 narrative to say that if anything, the the top tier players in the world need to be you know maybe on a competitive level if you want to put. PC players versus controller players, maybe then make the controller players turn off aim assist. Sure. Yeah. I watched my brother play Call of Duty with aim assist. He's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he fucking tries, <laughs> but he's terrible. And the second I pick up this sticks, he goes, damn, bro, like, how are you doing that? It's because I put 15,000 hours in this fucking game. It's because <laughs> I actually like sat down yep. and, like, 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 like you said, I was making out with my monitor for, for hours on end. <laughs> just so I could get good at the game. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, J-Dog could tell you. I mean, Back in COD 4, when I first started playing on controller, my very first game, I went 4 and 17. I'll never forget that shit. 4 and 17, I was like, what the hell am I doing? And the, 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 the second I got my Xbox 360, I sat in front of my 35-millisecond, 55-inch screen TV. That was terrible. But I would do nothing but just grind. And then eventually, I just started to notice. Oh, I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Oh, I'm shitting on kids now. And mm-hmm. it was just, and it was just literally just the hours that I like con- consistently put into the game. It had nothing to do with. I turned my my thumbstick, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm fucking aimbotting. button. That that wasn't the case.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was
2: it was just, it was just the hours upon hours upon hours of gameplay that I put into be. it. Yeah. And so I, mean, I think that the people the people who grind should be rewarded. Because that muscle memory is what is going to make you as good at the game as you are. Uh, yeah. it, and it it is the muscle memory at the end of the day. It has to be. Because if I give my mom the sticks, she's not going 20-0. and 0. It's just not happening. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> let's, let's yeah. give
1: her a controller and let's see, first of all. <laughs> yeah.
0: let's, let's, let's test, test this 1st
1: first. First. <laughs> throw her on one of these new-gen <laughs> cards.
0: Let's we see how it goes. <laughs> Right. We need a scientific method. that should Yeah, I think we need to put the sticks down in front
1: of your mom and give her a chance. You're talking some shit over here. God damn.
3: I, I definitely think that from from my standpoint, I don't think con- I don't think controller and PC should ever compete against one another in the same lobby. I think that that I think that's where the biggest problem lies. I think mouse and keyboard should be limited to mouse and keyboard. I think console should be limited to console. I like controller that. to controller. Um, with that being said. I do believe in gyro technology like I I really fuck with gyro. Um, If controller players put time in to learn gyro, they will be as good as mouse and keyboard players. That is using, once again, the human element, which like like you talked about earlier, Kyle, with the the skill ceiling will always be infinitely higher on mouse and keyboard. And that's because it involves human, you know, involves eight muscles in your arm. You know, like 10 muscles from your shoulder down to your hands. It involves you actually putting in the time, learning your play space, dialing in your CM per 360 or sensitivity or DPI, CPI, whatever you want to call it, learning what you like to work with, you know, using a mouse pad that's clean. It involves having good posture, not being dehydrated, having food in your belly, getting a good night's sleep. Like it involves so much more than it does um, with controller. And I'm coming from a controller base right like i've i I've real recognized real right like i I've played on controller at a high level, I've played on mouse and keyboard at a high level. Apex has a really bad case of people swapping to controller, and that's because people in competitive are not looking for mouse and keyboard players yeah the problem yeah. stems from inconsistencies across an eight hour span of grinding uh unfortunately um like the low inconsistencies are just another way of saying like. You go high and then you go low, right? Like, and the goal of MK is to take your high points, which is the best day ever. And then your low points and and lessening that range, right? Like trying to bring your consistency up to the point of not having those awful off days because of bad habits that you develop when you're tired or whatever. Oh, you're six hours into grinding. Now you got bad posture. Now your forearm's sitting different on the table. Now you're not aiming as well. You're getting tilted. Your mind's not where it needs to be. And that can affect your gameplay. Whereas we always see in Apex that the first top ten predators in the world, one, two, you know, through ten, are always going to be controller players almost because they realistically have less fatigue on their body while they play. So I don't think that the two inputs should be even remotely matched in the same lobbies, and I think that's the biggest issue with, like, this drama that happens. I just think that, like, people... They just—it's you know—it's two different cuts of cloth, man. Like, there's no hate towards controller, and there's no hate towards mouse and keyboard players, if they don't face each other, you know. Like, like it just is how it is. Like, and you know, like like I talked about earlier, aim assist as a software has grown in so many ways, Um, and unfortunately, the hardware they're on as well has grown in so many ways. Like, aim assist from a uh, from a grassroots growth standpoint is because consoles were 30 fps on a 30 hertz tv sitting on the couch like realistically no one's going to be able to aim well there like and so aim assist was enabled to allow a slight amount of gluing um or i say gluing you know whatever the terminology is a slight amount of aim slow really is probably what it was around the target To allow you to make those corrections aka micro adjustments on the controller without getting hardcore punished because if you move the analog stick one inch without it you look pretty far and then if you're slowed and you move it one inch you go to the target so it it makes a lot of sense early on but now we're looking at consoles that are steady 120 fps and most people have a you know most newer tvs i think are even might even be 144 hertz now i'm not even sure if you you know, if I go to Walmart and grab some $500 TV, I'm expecting it's not 60 hertz. Um, yeah, it might be 75. It might be 120. Who knows? Like, but the the hardware has grown so much. And then also the software has grown so much that now when you compare the two, um, especially in a game like Apex, I am mean, going to keep falling back on that, like 90% of the gunfights <laughs> happen within a 30 meter radius of each other. And unfortunately, that is 100% where the aim assist is the most uh, beneficial, if you will, which is why you see so many pros <laughs> swapping to controller. Um, because everyone can IGL at a pro level. Everyone can rotate. Everyone knows that ring endings. Like, so the macro of the game is less important, whereas the micro is really what's making the big difference um, for a lot of players. But I think we all avoid this if we just stop placing them in the same lobbies. Like <laughs> I, I just. I,
1: See, I, I I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, so I'm in the same boat. I have that same thought all the time, especially when I'm playing. I'm like, my first thought is, why the fuck am I being teamed up with these people? But then I get to thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, it pisses me off. But it would almost piss me off more if I couldn't queue up with my friends on other platforms
2: mm.
1: because of that. And so then it's like, well, where does the solution land? Is it is it that you limit it in competitive lobbies? Is it that you limit it specifically in competitive events? Is it, you know, somewhere in the middle? I I, I don't know. And a second thing I that I want to toss in. On a
3: competitive level, I should have clarified that. I don't. Yeah. If anyone wants to play casually with their buddy on Xbox, I think that that's great. Like y'all should have a yeah. good time. I am speaking in terms of like professional level gameplay. I don't think they should ever be matched up because it's so hard to find that middle ground that. Always yep. one's going to seem if aim assist isn't good enough or controllers aren't good enough, then controller is going to ring, you know, just rain strong. Like it's just, yeah, mouse and keyboard it's just going to roll them. Where, yeah, uh, you know, controller, if it's not, if it's over tuned, then like you get an apex effect, which is 90% of the pros are on controller with like one dude who's the brain of the team that's on mouse and keyboard. And he doesn't do much for the team most of the time. So,
1: yeah. So speaking of hardware, and then I'll shut up. Have you guys seen this controller that I just posted in the chat? It's called the Dark Walker Shot Pad, and it's kind of it's on the up and up a little bit in certain FPS communities. And I've seen it referenced a couple times, and it's it's being marketed as this this revolution that brings together like a traditional controller and uh, like a, a a mouse situation, alongside uh, having a whole new button layout. And a lot of people are saying that it it's kind of weird at first, but once you get used to it. It's it's a pretty phenomenal thing. And to me, it links into what we were just talking about in that, you know, you said the hardware and the software have evolved, and that's true. That's very true. Um, but I think that the hardware hasn't, like as far as controllers and peripherals are concerned, they haven't evolved in any meaningful capacity. I mean, we we've got paddles are becoming the big thing now. We've got controllers where you can unplug certain things and, and put them together modularly, but we haven't seen any real evolution. It's like we landed on this general ergonomic shape and then decided that was it. But I mean, is there a future for controllers like this one? Is you know, is are we heading anywhere else? Are we stuck? I mean, what's the deal here?
3: You know, I, I think I have this first time I've seen that controller. By the way, um, I did make a face when I saw it because I didn't know what to think about it. <laughs> um, but I think that the biggest improvement towards controllers is the gyro technology the the ability to use. Like, there's a there's a CS player that, um, if anyone watches CS, I'm sure you know about Oni Pixel. Um oh, Big skins guy, big content, number one growing stream on Twitch right now. Um, he got crushed uh, by a controller player in a 1v1 in CS, and that player uses gyro. And gyro is the ability to, for anyone that's not aware, um, here, one sec, I'm going to grab my controller.
0: He's got it. Of course he does
3: <laughs> if if you were to you know, everyone, everyone plays the controller like like this oh goodness like that well not like that everyone plays it like that i played it like this so you know everyone's <laughs> using right analog stick dude. for their aim not right claw. but it for gyro what people are utilizing is tilt technology so like they're using their wrist to aim left and right like mm-hmm. this and then you know up and down just like this and it allows people to actually, like I said, brings the human element into their gameplay. And this guy's insane on his controller. Um, he beat. It's a PS5 controller, so he has that little touchpad thingy right here. He B hops on the touchpad by scrolling up, and then uses gyro for aim. He flicks just like a mouse and keyboard player. You know, as soon as you, as soon as you get it down, you know, you're just like boop, and then you're right there, and then boom, and then Holy back to shit. center. So like it's actually really impressive to see how good gyro can be. Um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, someone in the aim community has been known for using um, some gyro technology on on controllers in the in benchmarks for aiming. Um, it's a it's a real piece of technology that I think I hope at least in like five years will be more mainstream. Um, there's a guy, dude, there's a video that someone recorded on what I can only assume was a camcorder back in the day playing Quake Live on, on a controller, no aim assist at all, and he was frying people. Like, so, I, I think the problem is that, like, for me, is, like, if the software is on by default, and it's set to its best setting by default, aka Apex, everyone uses it without thinking about it. but if if the games were just released without the aim assist everyone would still eventually just get good if that makes sense like it like they to have it to have it on by default makes it to where when they remove it if they were to change it or lessen it then it feels like a loss to the player right like it feels like it hurts them as, as a skill uh, as their skill base would be like lessened immediately um whereas if it's off everyone would just play with it off like or like Gundam Evolution had no aim assist There were controller players competing in that um it it really from from a non-casual standpoint most people don't care if it's aim assist or not if the game has it if they're good they're good like but a casual level I think that that that's hard for people to get behind they probably feel like that I also don't think any FPS game in the market right now is a casual game. Like from, from like, just like from a standpoint of no one, like if you're a casual and you go into an FPS game, you're going to play against non-casuals. Like if you join apex, you're going to get crushed. Like if you're just trying to just want to mess around with my buddies, like, no, 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 that's not happening. Like you're getting sweated on. You're going to get wall jump, B hop, lurch strafed. I got configs on my controller. And you're gonna get fried. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I think that, I think I think the idea of competitive FPS games has just gotten so, so big, like that it's hurting the casual player base. But then the casual player base is being, like, kept up by the the, the companies themselves and how they code the game because they know that players wouldn't be as interested. I don't yeah. know. It's tough. Like, I don't. I don't have any hate towards anyone that plays on any input. I want you to enjoy your game. That's the main that's the main thing for me. Enjoy the game. Like like have fun doing it. I have fun doing what I do. I have fun doing it in the way I do it. I want people to enjoy their games especially with their friends. I think that's what gaming was always meant to be about, right? Like it's like split screen and hanging out with the buddies, LAN parties, like that's how it started, like. And uh it's just tough to really find that middle ground for anyone that um is not either ready to to play 12 hours a day and grind their ass off and the dude that just wants to play an hour a day you know like and just enjoys time before he eats dinner and goes to bed after work you know like it, there's it's almost there's no middle ground now it's all or nothing
0: yeah but, that's kind of go ahead
3: i was just going to say like, that, that I, mouse and keyboard I, thing kind of... is interesting the or no the, the the controller you shared is really interesting to me. I don't think anyone will be able to use it to a very good degree for
1: a very long time. <laughs> I think they would. I I know a couple people that do use it and that that swear by it and then say then they'll never go to a keyboard or controller ever again that they okay. you know they get used to it and I've heard that I've heard that um the issue stems from just like getting used to it ergonomically it is kind of weird because it's very different from anything that we've used. It almost kind of reminds me of like I think we've even talked about these on the show before, but they used to have way back in the day these little hand keyboard units where it'd have a little section where you put your palm on it, and then it would have like a keyboard and a little thumbstick uh-huh. on it, like the razor Tartarus and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and those never really caught on because I think that they were too ergonomically weird and different. But from what I understand, and I admittedly haven't picked one of these up and used it yet, so take it with a grain of salt. It's all anecdotal evidence from people that I've talked to, but. They say that once you get over that hump, it allows you to accomplish a lot that you wouldn't be able to do with a controller while also kind of maintaining that comfort of having a controller. Um, and I, I kind of get it too. I, I think one of the big things that that something like that could really fix is just off the top of my head, uh, you have more granular control over movement with a with a joystick than you do with just WASD keys, right? You can you can control how fast you're moving, whatever, whereas a keyboard is, like, on, off. No big deal. Um, It's kind of changing because keyboard tech is starting to implement, like, hall effect sensors and whatever else and magnets, whatever. But I think that it gives you a certain level of control once you get used to it that you might not have either way. And I think it could be exciting. I, I do have my qualms with maybe the execution. I think it's a great idea but what I would love to see is I'd love to see a company come out with something that's like maybe sl- like slightly tweaked with Hall Effect joystick, you know, maybe better hardware, a little bit more ergonomics on the the trackpad side. But I think as far as a general concept is concerned, I think it's really promising for something just, you know, out of left field, something that we we haven't really stopped to think about.
3: I love the concept. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I, I'm, I'm ready to see VR games to become just become the standard. <laughs> <laughs> that's I to take that. A
0: while. Um, I think I think Mikey had something to say, and then I wanted to uh, end this lovely episode on a giant conundrum for you
2: guys. Well, I mean, I think I think I was that's really what I was going to talk about is you know the to see idea that at, at some point keyboard and mouse and controllers are going to be irrelevant and i'm excited for that i don't know if you guys ever ever played you know vr fps games um you know obviously there, there's pavlov for those who, mm. who know and they're
1: so fun man but they they make um, me so tired
2: <laughs> yeah there's another game called contractors which is a lot closer yep. to call of duty and the people who are good on contractors are fucking good i like it's it's crazy like bro there's no way you actually like grind this game but they do and they're fantastic so I'm kind of excited to see people who are able to use their entire body, and you know, have the kind of movement that makes you difficult to track. You yeah. know, physically. You know, again, I'm using going entire say body.
0: Like once once it becomes the fucking norm for gamers to be VR with a fucking multi-directional treadmill. That's gonna be <laughs> that that that's gonna yeah. be it. Because honestly, yeah, yeah. the only thing that keeps me away from like just throwing all my money at VR right now is the movement. Like if I can't if I can't move with my feet in VR, like I don't see I don't really see a point. In, I'm the same yep, way. Doing it, I,
3: it doesn't feel as valid to me. Like yeah. I like if I'm looking around like this, but then I'm holding like a joystick and I'm pushing forward on it. It still feels yeah. fake to me.
2: Yeah, it feels a little foreign. But, but as, it's soon, like,
3: as soon as you get that all direction treadmill, then like you're gonna need a gaming room. You're gonna need like like a like a whole different kind of setup. I it'll take a long time for VR to become out out at least like above mouse and keyboard if you were yeah. if you're going for like something like as natural of a feel as you can. I will say mm-hmm. WASD feels outdated. Like I I, I may mean, yeah. hate saying that, but like yep. the analog stick uh, poor, uh, diagonal movement is is valid. Like that's yep. that's a it's one of the that's the best thing about it. That's why I will play Skyrim on a controller. I don't play it on mouse and keyboard. I will yep, play it on a controller. I don't like if it's not a FPS. I'm not playing it w like mouse and keyboard. Like it's, yep. c- controllers are the most comfortable way to play a game non seriously, in my opinion. Like, I
1: think they're more immersive too. We kind of talked about this in another episode. a Bit, but yeah, we did. There's just there's just something about having a controller in your hands that just puts you in a game more than like a keyboard and mouse does, and I can't really figure out why. I, I think it is because you have more granular control over your character and what you do in the game world, which you know more agency is always going to feel more real. um th- The thing about VR, and I'm going to make this short, but um right now I think that that you know because multidirectional treadmills are not perfect and even the ones that are out are so fucking expensive. I mean, there's a lot there. But honestly, what just rent out a warehouse, fill it with like nerf walls and floors and just let me run around and jump and slam into shit. That's that's all I need, really. But um the the day that I'm excited about is so far out and it may never end up happening, but we will dive VR, man. Being able to just like lay down in a bed and put a headset on and it like everything that you process in your brain happens in the game because mm. it's reading your brainwaves and shit. I mean, just imagine dropping down in Call of Duty and actually having to like peek around walls and feeling everything and smelling the smells and man, I mean
0: Elon's working that's, on that chip, boys. shit boys <laughs> Elon, <Elon's>, Elon <laughs> yeah. couldn't
1: work on his own fucking life, brother, man it's, yeah. and man,
3: it's like smelling gamer chairs and Doritos and over- <laughs> <laughs> mid-game
0: Like, oh my god. Oh bro. No, those are those are some of the funnest times too that chats mentioning laser tag. Like there's a um I think juice, you know about it. The one in Livermore, it was like a mini golf laser tag place. And they just like they give you the suits, they give you the guns, they got like a whole little like like it's almost like fucking Call of Duty Nuke kind of arena. You got three lanes, everything, and you're just
2: (laughs) <laughs> You're fucking fully poly- immersed, dude. Yeah, it's true. It's just lit, bro. I I mean, I'm excited for it. Using all your muscles, I'm down for that. And then there's also Period. the
0: debate of use use controller movement on one hand, and then use your mouse with the other hand.
3: Yeah, that any it's game also- that does that right now is. They have they have input delay issues because it's swapping instantaneously between you using a controller or a mouse. Like it doesn't know which one to read. But I do like those. Like mm-hmm. I had a buddy on Instagram that uh he he played with Overwatch with a controller left hand and a mouse right hand. Oh yeah, and, I've got a buddy that uh, does that too. You know, like shout out to him. But it does. I just wish that it was more fluid because, like, that, I'll be honest. Like that's super valid. Like, like in my yeah. opinion, so so valid. Like. Now, do I think there are button input issues? Probably. Like, you know, it's hard to, like, go from moving with your left hand to hitting the buttons on the right hand of the controller, but I guess you could map, like, uh, the paddles on the back and stuff like that. But I, uh, I'm i all for WASD being removed, but the problem is that the format is so, um, like, hard-coded now for, like, yeah. everyone to use it. And uh, I just wish that it was a little bit more fluid, like, diagonally and stuff, cause be hopping diagonally is way more fun, like sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's all skill ceiling, I guess. But it's hard. It's hard to find that middle ground of everything being. You have to go like to controller for this one thing, and then the mouse for this one thing, and then even the VR for this one thing. And we're waiting for the... we're waiting for the game stop of of inputs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like
2: yeah. So
0: kind of what I it. wanted to touch on as a last last point we can either dive into it for a couple minutes or just kind of let it simmer in people's minds um what what's your guys's like final hard takes of how much controller and aim assist has progressed to not only try to be on the level of competitive mouse and key but also keep those cash that casual player base is it gonna is it gonna exceed itself at some point is it gonna diminish what do you guys think
2: Oof, <laughs> do I think it'll ever die or or become... Hmm, become like obsolete compared to well not keyboard and I don't mouth?
0: I don't think it'll really become obsolete I'm more I'm more throwing in the question of co- developers are spending so much time trying to balance this aim assist controller and mouse and keyboard competitiveness to is it just going to get out of hand at some point? Or are we just going to be like, yo, no. like
2: it won't. I think it, realistically, it, it, would sorry. Go ahead. I'm just it's 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 not going to get out of hand because at the end of the day, when you put the best in the world on mouse and keyboard versus the best in the world on controller, you're going to have a, either a really balanced game or a very lopsided game in favor of mouse and keyboard. It, it, it's just the case. I mean, obviously there are there are some levels where keyboard and a mouse might. I mean, for example, with aim assist, long range gunfights aren't as fun on aim assist. <laughs> if you're shooting somebody from a, from a couple hundred meters away, you're going to get shit on. Whereas with, with keyboard and mouse, you you know if you know if you if you adjust your in game sensitivity properly. You know, you might actually be able to to kind of to kind of win that gunfight. Close range gunfights always favor aim assist. That's just it's just, it's always going to be that way. I don't know. Suck it. I don't I I don't know what to say in that regard, right? <laughs> like close range gunfights just favor aim assist so much. But long range fights tend to favor mouse and keyboard, as an example. So it's I, I think there's always going to be an opportunity where we're going to see mouse and keyboard shine, and then there are going to be days where we're going to see you know controller shine. And we just gotta just just understand that that is what it is. I guess you know it's it's the meta for some for some things. <laughs> I think that I think that people could argue the best argument for Amos's being unfair would be a game like Halo. I think that's one game. Where you're never gonna see a keyboard and a mouse player shine above a controller player. And you put formal against any put formal against Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus can shit on yeah. if if he's using a keyboard and a mouse. I mean, that's that I think that, that has to be the one game where it's, it's just clearly, all right, this game was designed for aim assist. But um, you know, we, we we've seen uh like Shroud play against Teep and and Skump and Shroud was able to hold his own. Definitely well, doesn't have nearly as many hours as as the the TP and, and Skump, but mm-hmm. he's he's on the leaderboard. I mean, is this it's actually kind it's, of funny how that
0: how Halo kind of like flips that dynamic dynamic of uh, far range and close range because mouse and keyboard players obviously they got the movement, they got the flicks to perform all the melees. They can fucking jump over you and assassinate you without even thinking. But true controller players yep. with aim assist, they're sitting in the back with a BR fucking sniper just shitting on kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's a good it's point so
3: funny. I I almost feel the opposite way from everything that's been said. Um and that's probably from me just focusing so much on mechanics. So I personally believe that aim assist versus mouse and keyboard has already exceeded the limit of what it should be. And yep, that's me too. because I think that a lot of controller players don't um, and the ones that do if we do place top controller players and we're talking real top controller players versus top M&K players in the world I do 100% think that Controller has a much better chance of shining and that's because most of the top controller players utilize proper strafe mechanics and actual aim mechanics that most good controller players don't utilize as much uh, in apex for example uh, there's a strafe mechanic called, uh, you're, you're talking about mirroring or count or anti-mirroring, okay? And, when that, and what we're referring to there is when a target's moving to the left, you're going to walk to the right to where basically you're keeping them within a range uh, while you're strafing. And then if you're mirroring, that means if they're going to the left on your screen, you're going to follow them on the left of your screen. So uh, in Apex Legends, there's been a few clips that have been shown um, that basically like aim assist, not only to mention stick drift, uh is a major problem when it comes to aim assist functioning because if you have stick drift which is just a proper like normal controller thing like i've had i probably have had 20 controllers in my lifetime and all of them at some point had stick drift um which is um if anyone in the chat isn't aware it's when basically the right analog stick sensor is a little bit jarred from whatever you've been doing moving it too much and it's always registering an input so Uh, It might slowly drift up to the right. might slowly drift to the bottom. Who knows? But once you understand it has that, you automatically counter it by having a slight input a certain way. And then it doesn't really, you don't even notice it anymore. But the problem is that the aim assist software notices it all the time. By you constantly inputting something to correct that, you're constantly having an input on your screen, which is when aim assist activates. So even Mm -hmm. without having any aim input if you will you're just centering it on your screen where you want to look it's automatically aim assist dragging. so uh, when you see controller players playing with proper mechanics with that that are essentially uh uh, like uh benefiting the aim assist software because it's not everyone says like uh they they do it to abuse the aim assist well i mean if you have aim assist or you have a, a certain way that you aim and you move to help yourself aim in that way it's not really abusing it you're you're playing to your strengths you know what i mean so i think that we would absolutely see top controller players coming out on top way more often than you would mouse and keyboard players across the majority of games and also to counter what you said about halo summit 1g who is not by any means a top mouse and keyboard player just beat the i think the number one ranked 1v1 player in halo uh, who plays for space, space Station in a 1v1, and he doesn't play Halo that much. So I think that that's really an interesting thing to take away, is that there are absolutely moments for mouse and keyboard, but they did add aim assist to mouse and keyboard in Halo, which I think is also They an did? Yes. They've embedded it into the game. You cannot disable interesting. it. Um, interesting. So. That is something that came out I believe three months after Halo Infinite was released because they saw mouse and keyboard player numbers dying off and they added aim assist and uh there you go. So now it's on mouse and keyboard there. I also think that uh anyone jumping you know, mentioning movement, I think movement in Halo is such a um I'm gonna say linear thing. Like it's not there's not a huge amount of depth to it. Uh you do sure. get some edge boosts, you do get some certain things like nade jumping and certain like stuff like that but those have kind of always been in the game except for the edge boosting Mm -hmm. this i don't know what the exact term is but that's what i call it
0: oh yeah they keep going curb sliding g sliding like it keeps whatever yeah (laughs) slide
3: off the edge Uh, yes you know i i i think that it's really interesting to see basically the halo side of things say hey mouse and keyboard needs aim assist to compete against our... But control, it's obviously a controller game. If anyone signs into Halo and is like, yo, I'm not, I'm not doing well on Mouse and Keyboard, it's not designed for that. Like, it just wasn't. Yeah. It's, always yeah. been, it's always been a controller game. And it deserves to stay a controller game, in my opinion. I don't think Mouse and Keyboard players need to play Halo. Now, there are some really good ones, but I, I just think that they're enjoying the game because it's Halo, not because it's, like, a fun game to play on Mouse. Okay. I played Halo Infinite. I did just fine. But it's, once again, just, uh, it's not designed for you. Just like how COD realistically isn't designed for mouse and keyboard either. Um, and that's, it kind of goes back to the feeling of, I don't think that they just, they they don't need to play together. Like, in, in a yeah. competitive sense. Like, if you want to casually play, no casual mouse and keyboard player is going to care about dying 20 times controllers. They just aren't. That's not what they're, you know, they're not thinking about that. They're having a, they're having drinks with their buddies, you know, like they're they're enjoying it. Me, on the other hand, I'm slamming my fist every time I get one clipped by some level twelve lifeline in Apex because I realize <laughs> that my seven thousand hours have just been completely negated by by someone that just by, walked in a straight line. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I also think Apex has a lot of other mo- fundamental flaws that makes mouse and keyboard hard. Um, visual clarity, there's lots of stuff on your screen. You lose, tar- you lose. The most important thing about mouse keyboard is being able to see your target. Obviously, otherwise, you don't know what you need to aim, to. you know, your arm needs to do what you need to strafe into. And, you know, you can shoot the ground in a snowy area and you completely lose your target. But the aim assist software, unfortunately, doesn't see that snow in the air, so it stays tracking.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's
3: just lots of problems that arise when you compare the two um, in the same competitive lobbies.
0: It's definitely different, too. And, um, I like I like that you mentioned the um, competitive aspect of controller and PC again because uh, I was thinking um, – I don't know. It's – it goes – I think it goes from a competitive aspect of competitive players are going to – if they're really competitive about a game, they're going to switch fucking per, whatever peripheral they want to use anyways. But I also feel like it's sort of a crutch between – The fact of if you truly separated those two communities and tried to have like Apex has a controller competition and a PC competition, I don't think you'd have, like, obviously you'd still have the same kind of turnout for each one, but it wouldn't be, I don't know. What's the, what's the word for it? It Um, it depends
2: on the game as well. Yeah because if if it, were, if it were rainbow six, you're're you're, you're for sure not getting as much of a turnout with controller. <laughs> it's just it's just not happening yeah I'm sorry. yeah yeah, exactly it's, 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 you can you can quit that shit. PC yeah. is gonna fucking rule every time in, in Rainbow Six,
0: yeah, that's kind of what I was going for is like if you if you do separate them and you have to focus on one peripheral, I feel like some games would like you said Rainbow Six would nobody nobody would be competing for a controller.
2: Who gives a fuck uh, I about mean, it?
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously people would, but it'd be like a... Yeah, yeah. It'd go back to the skill gap thing. You're like, keyboard mouse players are up here competing, controller players down here competing.
2: They had a controller league in Rainbow Six when it first came out on, on Xbox 360. Yeah. Actually, wasn't actually? Same was with thing.
3: Apex, actually. They had... I competed in the con- yeah. uh, CGL, I think, a Console Gaming league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It was pretty big. And as soon as ALGS announced they made it PC only for the first two seasons. And then uh, that's why I bought a PC. And then, uh, then they allowed when cross platform came into the game. Let's see. What, what, when was that fucking D day? Uh, season seven or eight, everything changed. Like they allowed console in the ALGS CGL died. Um, and, uh, but I remember the, I like, I love console leagues. I think it's fucking great. like, I, I think that that's a phenomenal thing. But See everybody think... play
0: Farlight, talk about it. <laughs> hey, new side quest. <laughs> I, I do think that are both... <laughs> Farlight. <laughs> I, I will say, though, <laughs>
3: that uh, Apex did one of the most egregious things that I've ever seen done into a game, which is only allow cross-play to be enabled or disabled from one input which is console. Console's yeah, the only... that's what You can't turn crossplay off if you're on PC. You are forced into the lobbies. And I think, that, I think they knew that, like, <laughs> the master, I, they knew. <laughs> you're like, what the... So, just real quick, like, Apex has different aim assist values for console players versus controller players on PC. So mm-hmm. if you plug in a controller on your PC, you're getting 0.4 of the 1.0 aim assist value. And then console players are defaulted to 0.6 because of their hardware issues. It, it, like it's a stronger aim assist. And uh, they've never balanced those. They added cross platform and they've never balanced that amount. So console players are in, like, dis- like noticeably more accurate than a controller PC. And on top of that, you can't even disable it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they, they knew it they, were, they They knew. They knew. <laughs> And they have ignored it ever since.
0: <laughs> Fucking cheeky bastards, dude!
3: I've never seen a game do crossplay from one one direction. I've just never actually seen that. I didn't, you may you guys may know other games that have done it, but I've I've never touched a game that has only one one wayed it before. So
0: EA gonna be EA. Gotta love it.
3: EA gotta cool. love. Gotta uh, love to hate them.
0: Anyways. This has been a great conversation. I still, (laughs) of course, we could go on with the aim assist controller PC debate for at least probably half an hour more, but I think we should, we should call it. It's been a great episode.
3: My voice goes out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a, there's a a lot of dots to connect, and it's, I don't know, it, I, I think it all boils down to is like what, what are the devs gonna cater to? Are you gonna look for more casual players or are you gonna cater towards your competitive community?
3: The money. It's always gonna, gonna be la- la- the money. La- 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 now, la- la- and especially in nowadays, like it's all these big name big corporate names in the in the scene. It's always gonna be towards the money now. So, so mouse and keyboards dying race is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah dude
0: just give it give me that multi-directional treadmill dude it's over it's gone i won't i won't ever leave my room
3: (laughs) i'm gonna look into that controller with the track the touchpad i uh that's an interesting thing my biggest dislike about it is it would probably feel like i'm trying to play a mobile game like with one side of my hand like because it's just kind of i don't know like i'd have to see how the input is you know in the sensor feels and things like that but i'm all for touch things being the next big thing and you know I, I i like an analog stick but that that thing seemed really interesting yeah,
0: definitely Ooh. worth a try yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i right. think the i, think I the Steam got a lot of holy shit oh my god juice holy go shit. pee all right no oh, he already no, no, threw no. in his re- tree it. he's ready hold he's ready
2: <laughs> yeah i'm out of here okay. hold, it, hold it till we fade out <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rue, feel free to drop all your socials in yeah. the chat. Thank you all Oops, for joining us. Nice yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll link nice.
3: afterwards, but I'm happy to go into a little. You know, I I do coaching. If anyone needs CS uh, optimization, um, I do uh, anything from lifestyle, you know, habits, uh, posture, sleep, aim, uh, in-game mechanical improvements. Um, pretty much anything that you can think of FPS wise. I've, I've been there, I've improved at it, and I've gotten to where I am. So I'm happy to help you along the way. Um, you know, you just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Discord. Uh, you need Rue is on Twitter. Um, pretty easy to remember. The, come,
0: come make me a better aimer, please.
3: I will. <laughs> I will do that. I'm helping out a couple people right now, and I'm happy to add to that. You know, I'm uh, always here.
0: Thank you, Rue, for joining us. Great episode 12 in the bag. Love you guys. Thank you all for joining in. We'll see you all in two weeks. Um, let's see. when When is the next Spotlight? Uh, I think we're going to do Spotlight on the 29th. So no Spotlight on the 15th. We'll be back for XP share on the 22nd. And then uh, another episode of Spotlight on the 29th. Uh, if you haven't joined the Discord already, feel free to hop in. We throw in all the updates there. And we're going to let Juice go take a piss. Love hmm. y'all. Thanks right. for joining. Bye. Drew, love you. Love you Bye too, Jack. Appreciate y'all. Peace.